a knee real quick, guys. And I'll tell you why I like uh, Robert Tanyan. They were doing these misdirection plays that threw the entire Saint offense off, and then he'd come around, and then Robert Tanyan would be wide open every time. But somebody had said that, you know, I love Kenyon Drake this week against Carolina. You know, Carolina gives up third most points to a, to running backs. So my point being here is Cliff Kingsbury is not going to base his offense around the Panthers giving up fantasy points to running backs. Welcome to Pound the Rock. Do you notice that Ken Norton Jr. currently looks a lot like Morpheus from Matrix? Come on, stop trying to hit me and hit me. <laughs> and here's your host. A man so quick, he's even fast asleep. And his name is John C. The Steel Landing Stingray. Yeah. David Buller. Good day, everybody, and welcome to Pound the Rock. I am your host, the Commish, the one and only David Paletta. All right, all right, all right. Very funny. Um, so, uh, welcome into <laughs> to Pound the Rock as we are going to review uh, our week f- uh, five prediction of the Buccaneers and the uh, Chicago Bears game, which was a snooze fest, to be honest with you. That was just such an underwhelming game. And we're going to get into our picks for week five for the rest of the week. Lots to talk about because COVID-19 seems to be somewhat controlled for the moment as the NFL has pushed the Broncos Patriots game due to to Sunday uh sorry to Monday night due to um the cornerback for New England testing positive and the Bills and Titans game has now been pushed to Tuesday due to the Titans plethora of 22 people on the staff and players now having covid and I heard another two people caught it uh, yesterday morning so Cross your fingers on that one. Fantasy-wise, I don't feel good about starting people in that league. I, it, it is, you know, it is uh, unprecedented what we have to do right now with COVID. But, again, we should be used to it now due to injuries going uh, in past seasons and going forward. And also weather. You, you, We can never predict the weather. And, you know, like those London games when i never forget a London game. It was the Steelers, and I forget who. And the, the game was 6-3. The rain was so bad. I remember them punting a ball. The ball went straight up in the air, and it came straight down and just thud. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, again, in saying that, we heat expectations on all Bills and all Titans players, unfortunately. So we're going to have to look forward, uh, look for, not look forward, but prepare for the worst on that situation. Go uh, In other news, the week five matchup between Brady and the Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and the Chicago Bears was almost painful to watch at times. Quarter, both quarterbacks, Brady and Foles, were missing wide open receivers, more or less. Sorry, more so Nicole, uh, Nick Foles because he had two receivers wide open, one for a touchdown that Darnell Mooney for for uh, for the Bears, that rookie number eleven, and then he he missed. Uh, Allen Robinson wide open on a on a uh, on an in pattern, and he wasn't even covered. Then oddly enough, Foles goes seven for seven after. Brady was, I can tell the frustration by him. He was missing Mike Evans long on the long balls. One ball, second play of the game, he threw the ball about ten yards out of bounds, and Evans didn't even give him a jumping chance to get it. And he had Evans wide open. Evans did a cor- uh, post. Brady threw a fade to the corner. I you know. That was a wide-open touchdown. And then Brady had Gronkowski, who I predicted to have a touchdown, wide open in the end zone, and he dumped it off uh, underneath to the running back, who they called short of the goal line. 
it was just an odd game to watch. Tom Brady was frustrated, not because he was missing people, because there was over 10 penalties in that football game for the Buccaneers. On sportsmanlike conduct, holding, false start, there were times Tom Brady was facing third and 30. And I like the, I like the play calling by Bruce Arians because they were on their own 20, their own 20, the Buccaneers, fourth and one. And they went for it, which showed me, okay, good. These guys are aggressive. But penalties halted them. Missed passes halted them. Good running by um, by Ronald Jones for the Buccaneers. Uh, I didn't see that one coming because last minute Fournette was was called into the game. Odd, uh, odd to say the least. This this the season has been a little bit odd enough. It's 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 tough to gauge games, even though we do pretty good. We're you know we're hitting well over fifty percent in our spreads. I'm at about sixty five percent. I should be a little bit over because, but I'll but I'll eat my words because I gave people uh, advice Tuesday, a couple weeks ago on the spreads. Hence why we went to two shows a week and three of those spreads. I wish I would have changed due to injuries and to COVID. But I but again I, I let people know. On that Tuesday, and I'll man up, and I'll and I'll and I'll eat my words. But I would have changed those picks. Fortunately, we are not, we have adjusted. We're now two shows a week, and I appreciate you all joining us because we are getting decent feedback. It, it's actually rather positive, a lot a lot better than I thought. And we are getting requests from people that, you know, how do I get a hold of you? Well, the best way to get a hold of us for now is to go on Instagram, follow me. My name is Paletta David, P A L E T T A, David. And send me messages or post on my wall or post on my pictures or anything. I put a, it's a good thing to subscribe to me. I put a little hot takes and one hot take that I put out there was draft, uh, try to pick up Kirk Cousins if you can. I said people to start Brady with confidence and Brady did get about 250 yards and a touchdown. He, he, he could have had more. It was just like the Buccaneers kicked four field goals, which, which shouldn't have happened. There should have been some touchdowns there. Anyway. Uh, we've got a great show today, to be honest with you. We actually got a couple of uh, listeners send in a few questions, and we're going to have to, we'll, we'll get to them, and we're going to have to wait for my good buddy Glenn. He'll be joining us shortly. But one thing I wanted to, to mention to everybody was uh, just the oddness of this year is 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 crazy. And a lot of people I listen to on the radio People making tons of money doing these shows, they're a little bit frustrating to listen to, and I'll tell you why. Most of these most of these these so-called football specialists, a lot of them haven't played the game, and a lot of them haven't really been involved. Now, a lot of them have been involved through non-playing, and, and they get it. But it's tough to take advice from somebody who's never played or somebody who's literally just read data off of a page and never put their hand in the dirt and gone off a snap count. It's funny when they come up and say, listen, um, Dak Prescott, I think you're going to see a drop-off this week. Well, no shoot. I don't want to swear on the air, but listen, Dak Prescott had over 500 yards and about four touchdowns. How do you not have a drop-off because of that? That is how you, you, uh, that's, (laughs) that is how you just simply state the obvious now that person's going to come out and watch. See, Dak Prescott only threw 350 yards and three touchdowns. I told you he'd have a drop-off. Oh, gosh. Get to the back of the bus. Okay, nobody wants to listen to you. But in saying that, it's, it's, it gets tougher and tougher. I, I, heard, I heard one, I heard many critics last week. They were all saying, not critics, excuse me, many experts last week. They were all saying, you know, 
you got to get Kenyon Drake in your lineup. And I did not like Kenyon Drake at all. And I said, people, don't start Kenyon Drake. Now those same people are coming back this week saying, you know what, Kenyon Drake is, uh, I, I don't like him. I never liked him. Well, you know, if you're going to say something, stick to it. And, I'm re- and to, to lead off of that topic, I think Kenyon Drake is actually going to have a good, uh, a good game this week. But we'll talk about that later. Two great calls I made last week was Kareem Hunt. It's going to be an RB1, and he was. It looks like he's going to be an RB1 for the next month and a half as Nick Chubb is out. And number two, Robert Tanyan. Wow, why why wasn't anybody talking about him? I talked about him. I told him, I said he was going to go off. I said, watch out for him. He, he the, the Green Bay Packers schemed to get this guy open. Anyway, enough about me. I want to hear about you, and I want to hear from Glenn. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. I'm David Plata. It is October the 10th. Thank you for joining us on Pound the Rock. We'll be right back after these messages. This week's episode of Pound the Rock is brought to you by Harvest Cannabis Company. Go to their website at www.harvestcannabisco.ca, located at 59 Delusi Street in Brantford. Harvest Cannabis Company. Enjoy the harvest. This Friday marks Harvest Cannabis Company's grand opening, Friday, October 9th. The first 20 guests at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. receive an accessory swag bag. Check their website out at harvestcannabisco.ca. We will see you all there, everybody. Enjoy the harvest. Welcome back to Pound the Rock. I am your host, the Commish, David Paletta. And joining me as always is my longtime friend, the biggest rock pounder you'll find is Glenn, lowercase g. Welcome, Glenn. Hi, David. Thanks. Glad to be back here at Pound the Rock. Oh, always a pleasure, Glenn. Uh, Glenn, I was just telling the uh, listeners in my opening little monologue there, just quickly, uh, I was informing them that COVID-19 has turned its ugly head again and pushed the Broncos game to Monday Night Football, which in hindsight, I kind of don't mind two Monday Night Football games because if you tuned into my Instagram page, you'd understand that I won a good bit of money on the props of which I've told people about on the last week's show. And uh, the Bills and Titans game, Glenn, has been pushed to Tuesday. Here's the funny thing is that this is so unorthodox to be pushed to a Tuesday night, Glenn. How do you think the Bills and and the Titans will go even if the game does go on? Well, it's kind of hard to say, right? It depends on who's going to be available for them to play at the time. Um, exactly. You know, it's going to, yeah, it's a longer week. So, you know, in the sense that players who were, who might have been suffering from injuries this week might be available now, whereas they weren't before. Uh, but also now you're looking at a shorter week going into the weekend, right? So anything that's not on a bye is definitely going to be a disadvantage. The, um, you know, I'm not sure how that's going to play out. The biggest, uh, the biggest disadvantage is people that are starting Titans and Bills this week. I, I said to them, heat expectations, because if you have to get a lineup in, 
and some players have played on Sunday, and now you've uh, you've got people not playing Tuesday. Well, you know the the best the best thing to do is to play players Sunday, and then ho- ho- and then don't hold your breath on whether or not the game's going to go Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, I mean, fortunately, the people who have like enough uh, players on their benches who don't have buys or aren't on, or not on IR or not facing COVID situations, good for you if you're planned ahead that way. But you know, some of us are kind of stuck that way. Yeah, well, listen, it's it's unfortunate, and again, it's COVID's no different than having nasty weather or, or something to 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 look out for. But another yeah. thing I wanted uh, wanted to talk to you really briefly about was how pitiful that Thursday night football game was. Where, what if I was to tell you that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored five times and only one of them was a touchdown? I would have found that hard to believe going into the game. Yeah. But, you know, hey. The, the penalties killed them. It's a weird year. Mm. Things like that happen. You know, uh, Nick Foles beating Tom Brady again. Yeah. Tom you Brady. would not have thought that in a rematch. Do you know that Tom Brady's been in the NFL over 20 years and that's the first time he's lost to the Chicago Bears? Really? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, um, I guess, I guess, uh, I guess he was due. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he, he 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 was definitely due. Uh, another interesting stat is, as, as as I like to keep notes on things, is the AFC playing the NFC. Currently, right now, the AFC has outbeaten the NFC ten ten wins, seven losses, and one tie. Whereas the flip side is the NFC, seven wins, ten losses, and one tie. But here's he, he, here's something that's interesting. The AFC, uh, sorry, the NFC East has zero wins over the AFC, four losses over the AFC, and one tie. Whereas the AFC North has four wins, zero losses, and one tie against the NFC. The reason why I bring up those two divisions and, and try not to laugh too loud here are people are people we want to keep them coming back is the worst team the worst team in the AFC North is the Bengals at one win, two losses, and one tie. The best team in the NFC East is the Eagles at one win, two losses, and one tie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow! <laughs> just, just, There's old cowboy fans. <laughs> just, just makes no, just makes no sense to me. There's, it's, it's. Now the reason why I bring that up is, is um, going forward with picks, is you, 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 you have to understand that I understand the Dallas Cowboys score a heck of a lot of points, but they also allow a heck of a lot of points. So you. Yeah. A team, and then also a team like the Steelers, they have to win to keep pace in that league because the Steelers have three wins, the Browns have three wins, and the Ravens have three wins. Yeah. That's nine wins total. The NFC East at this point has been lucky if that whole division sees nine wins by the end of the year. <laughs> so maybe. So maybe they win that division with a losing record. If that's <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's 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 sounding more the case. <laughs> um. Anyway, Glenn, we're gonna this this week's episode is gonna be quite interesting because we're gonna had we're we're gonna obviously have our picks and our and our spreads coming up next. We're gonna have our quiz the teacher, which we started last week. Which I gotta say, you gave a great recommendation in sitting Julio Jones and starting Kareem Hunt. And I didn't give you the best recommendation of starting um, uh, 
Jeff Wilson. But again, Jeff Wilson still got you the win. That's right. Wasn't really many options. Mattered. But I but I also said that that start Jeff Wilson over James White because I had thought Sony Michelle was playing, and all of a sudden Sony Michelle goes on the injured reserve. I just don't understand that team. I tell you, I I David, I wish tend to shy away nowadays from Patriot running backs. They're always tempting to put on your roster, but you know, unpredictable as far as the usage goes. James White is the best spare tire you're going to find because he's going to religiously get you. 13 points every week. The bad news is he's only going to get you 13 points every week. So yeah. <laughs> he's a great flex play in a bye week. Um, in, in saying that, we're going to add a new, uh, a new, uh, brand new, right off the right off the burner segment to this program, and that's an idea that came out of you, where you took a few uh, a few listeners that you know, and they asked you start and sit questions. Because, again, they're regulars that listen to the show, and I'm very appreciative of everybody. We're only going to grow, and we're going to get stronger as we go down the road and pound the rock. But, um, Shout out to those listeners. Thank you very much. Oh, and, and you thank you. you. And you know what the funny thing is, Glenn, is you know, t- talk, about, talk about putting your own foot in your mouth. Uh, I'm in a fantasy league with, with – he's, he's a longtime friend of mine, and he loves this show. And he says, he says, I'm hooked. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, you don't believe me? Look at, look at our league. He's four and oh. I went, oh, oh my, my god. God. <laughs> god damn it. But you know, listen, if and I'm in that league, go figure, tied for second with three and one. And my one loss came against two, him. And I'm looking at his roster. <laughs> I'm looking at his I'm looking at his roster and I'm saying, Yeah, I like that. Hey, I like that. Hey, I said, I like him too. I just went, Oh wow, he listens to the show. Anyway. So we're gonna yeah. we're we're you should get him listen to Fabiano. Oh, who? Oh, sorry, Mabiano. Yeah, Michael Mabiano. Sorry, Michael Mabiano. And believe me, I'm again. Last week, after he told everybody to start Kenyon Drake, I come around this week and listen to him, and he says he's never liked Kenyon Drake. Get rid of him. I just, oh boy. <laughs> if you're if 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 you're gonna if you're gonna make a prediction, stick to it, please. You know, yeah. if you're going, you, made the you know, it, it, like. I was telling everybody in the opening monologue, we are sitting roughly 65% victorious in our in our uh, spread picks, if you can believe that. The norm is just try to keep above 500, okay? We're at 65%. Glenn, I told everybody we'd be even higher than that, but we're going to stick to our word because this is why we went to two shows a week, because we were doing Tuesday shows. Injuries and COVID would just destroy our spread picks because it was so earlier in the week. But again, yeah, we made those picks, we put them on the public, and we're going to stick to them. Yep. Okay. Listen, it sounds like an exciting show we got ahead of us. We're just going to take a quick break. And Glenn, yeah. when we come back, right off the bat, we're going to hit people with our fantasy advice and our spread picks for every game for week five. Hang on, everybody. We'll be right back on Pound the Rock. This week's episode of Pound the Rock is brought to you by Larry Plata Remax. Larry Plata's sales representative of Remax Escarpment Realty. 
If you want to know more about the area and compare houses and costs and listings, please do visit Larry at LarryPlata.com where you can see all listings from Hamilton, Burlington area or follow Larry on his YouTube channel where Larry interacts with local communities. Again, this week's episode of Pound the Rock brought to you by Larry Pilata Remax. Everybody and welcome back to Pound the Rock. I am your host, the Commission David Plata. Joined by always is my friend of Nevermore, Glenn Lowercase G. Hey, hey, Glenn. I just counted us in. You know what? You know what that means? Uh, picks. Picks. So let let you know, you know what else music goes with picks? Oh, NFL prime time. Possibly one of the best shows ever. Let's get our picks. Let's get our fantasy lineups in. And we're going to start with the Philadelphia Eagles going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Battle of Pennsylvania. Um, quite frankly, I think the Eagles' defense is banged up. They got backup linebackers in. They got backup safeties in. Uh, Fantasy-wise, I'm going to say it right away. I don't like it much for the Eagles. If you are in a two-quarterback league and you are stuck, you can start Carson Wentz. I don't know about any Philly receivers besides Ertz. Ertz was playing good last week. He wasn't covered much. They just couldn't connect, which is another scary reason why I don't like Philly starters. If you have to start uh, Miles Sanders, you can, but heed expectations on him. In terms of Pittsburgh, go all out. Ben Roethlisberger is going to do well. James Conner is going to do well. Deontay, Deontay, um, uh, Deontay Johnson. Johnson and Juju, they should do good. I think Ben's going to really spread it out. But uh, Glenn, <laughs> I think Ben's going to really, <laughs> Ben's going to really spread it out. But Glenn, you know who I like in this game, and I picked him up, and I'm starting him. Who's that? Eric Ebron. The middle of that Philadelphia secondary, and just like I said, the linebackers are hurt, the safeties are hurt. The middle of that Philadelphia defense is going to be for the Pickens. Send the tight end right up the middle. Pittsburgh Steelers are undefeated against the spread this week, and they're going to go 4 0 against the spread. Give me the Steelers minus 7. Okay, I'm with you on that. Steelers, but I actually, in this game, I actually have Philadelphia to cover, believe it or not. Oh, you know. I just think Philly, Philly usually plays Pittsburgh tough. I'm telling it. Carson, I don't know what's going on over there, but they surprised me last week in San Francisco. Me I'm too. Way too much, too easily. Um, but I've got Philly to cover this game. I've got for them Sanders, Burton, and like you said, a two quarterback lead. Look at Carson Wentz on Pittsburgh's side. Ebron definitely, like you said, they would like yeah. a sneaky pick, but definitely get in there. Oh, yeah. And Deontay, Juju, and you know, if you're in one of those leagues like Yahoo and you have a defense you need to pick up, pick up the student defense this week might not be a bad idea. The number one team in Sacks, the Eagles, against the number two team, Sacks and Steel. It's going to be an interesting one. Another uh, another interesting game is in-division rivals. The Las Vegas Raiders go to the Kansas City Chiefs. 
This is, uh, this, this one had me tossing and turning a little bit because the spread is 11 points for the Chiefs. Just yesterday, the spread was 13 and a half. So what does that tell you? That tells you what I'm thinking. The Raiders are going to play this game a lot closer than credit for. John Gruden builds teams to beat in-division opponents. They play the Chiefs twice a year, the Broncos twice a year, and the Chargers twice a year. That's why he's got a lot of speed on that defense. That's why he's got a lot of firepower with the, with the passing game. We'll start with the Raiders. I like Derek Carr this week. He's going to be a lot of garbage time. He's going to be a lot of, you're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Henry Ruggs is back. I'm not saying Henry Ruggs is going to go out, but Henry, Henry Ruggs will definitely force to stretch that field, leaving Darren Waller open all day long. Start, uh, start uh, Jacobs, the running back, because in this game, there's going to be a lot of points. For sure. For Kansas City, I don't need to tell you to start Patrick Mahomes. I don't need you to start Kelsey. I don't need you to tell you to start uh, to start Tyreek Hill. But what I will tell you to start is I will tell you to start Sammy Watkins because for some odd reason, he is consistency this year. But, Glenn, brace yeah. yourself. I'm going to recommend a player from Kansas City I haven't done all year. Don't tell me. I'm going to recommend starting Clyde Edwards-Alaire this oh, week. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> It's just too juicy of a matchup. I, now, again, I, I, I haven't been hating this guy all year. I've just been saying people have been looking at him like he's a top-tier running back. I saw him get drafted above Delvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. That's what I was saying. You could have got him later. But anyway, this is the first week I'm going to recommend him. In saying that, I still think the Chiefs are going to go up early, be up about 17 points. And I think the Raiders get a, lot, a late touchdown to only make their victory by 10. That still beats the spread. Give me the Raiders plus 11 points. Okay. I've got Las Vegas to cover the points here. Just like you said, I think uh, just like they're going to probably implement a you know, ground pound type of uh, situation. One way to keep Kansas City from scoring is to keep their offense off the field. So, yeah, Jacob's going to, I figure, be carrying the ball all day long. You'll have the outlet passes to Walter. Those are my two guys I've got for the Raiders. For the Raiders, of course, you know, like you said on Kansas City, the usual the five, you know, Mahomes, Hill, Watkins, Larry, Kelsey. But, you know, you, you want to start a kicker this week, start Harrison Butker. Why not? Why and, not? Um, Best kicker in the I got a, I, I got a sneaky, will, uh, sneaky feeling for what's playing on this one, David. What's um, that? Uh, Daryl Williams, running back for Kansas City. Ooh. Maybe gets in the flex spot, I think, you know. Gets, oh, gets some time up there as well. A goal Maybe line punch, eh? A goal okay. line punch into the end zone. Yeah. That's, that's a good pick, yep. Glenn. Didn't think of that one. Nice deep sleeper pick from Glenn there. And you like the uh, Raiders plus 11 now. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. To yeah, me? closer to to me and you, that was a for sure pick. This next one is odd. It is an oddball game. I don't know where to go with this. I'm leaning towards the the plus points here. The Jacksonville Jaguars go to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Texans favored minus five and a half. Here is the strenuous part about this game. Okay? The Jaguars came out week one and beat the Indianapolis Colts. Shocker of the week. Then the Jaguars the following weeks have absolutely have absolutely been the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lost to the Titans. They lost to the Dolphins. Not only did they lose to the Dolphins on Thursday night, they got handled by the Dolphins. And then they lose to the Bengals. So, I mean, how do you feel confident in the Jacksonville Jaguars going forward? But on the flip side, how do you feel confident in the Houston Texans going forward, who are 0-4, are also 0-4 versus the spread, 
just slots their just fired their coach. So we're gonna stick to fantasy for now because the one fantasy player I like in this game off the Jaguars is that running back James Robinson. He's gonna feast. The Texans give up a heck of a lot of rushing yards in this game. And that's not even fantasy point. That's just flat out bad defense. Gardner Minshew, again, in a two-quarterback league or desperation flag, uh, desperation spot, unless you, if you're holding Packers and Lions or on a bye, or if you're if you have uh, the Bills or uh, Bills quarterback or the Titans quarterback, you can you can put Minshew in there if you need. Start start DJ Chark because he just always seems to go off. And the Texans wise, I'm gonna say you're gonna have definite bounce back game, which I called last week a bounce back game from the, from Deshaun Watson. I called it, and he had three hundred yards and two touchdowns. Should have had three touchdowns, but that's not my business. How these referees like to call things. Start Will Fuller, and understand that this this game is going to be a 35-30-31 to 30, 31 game for the Texans, I think, because they're going to let loose by firing that coach, and Watson's going to go out there and play. Romeo Cornell steps in. 50 years That's of coaching, right. Romeo Cornell. He steps in. He's a defensive-minded coach. I check disciple. 100% for him, but he, he's been around longer than Belichick, unfortunately, but he did play under Belichick. <laughs> yeah, he did. When you get a game like this, as much as I think this, the Texans could blow them out, I just, it's just too many points. God help me, give me the Jaguars. I hate to say it, but I, oh, just, wow. I just have to do the Jaguars because they're, fa- they're, 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 wrote, they're dogs by five and a half. Give me the Jags. Yeah, I actually have peace in the cover in this one, but I just just like you, I think it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, I think you're right. Defense is going to let up a lot of points. Um, and it, yeah, Houston's going to be respond to their coach being firing with a win at home. They need a win. The guys want, they wanted to have a, a, a moment to feel good. This is their chance to do it. Jacksonville, since the Indy game has got nothing but they've nothing but lost. Indy since that game has done nothing but win. So we'll just write off the first week as a as an outlier. <clears throat> This game I have for Jacksonville. I've got I've got Gardner in a two team league for sure. Yeah. Um, DJ Chark. I've got Robinson, the running back, mm-hmm. and I've got a sneaky feeling that uh, one of the tight ends from Jacksonville shows up for a touchdown. Um, either O'Shaughnessy or Eifert. I'm going to say Eifert in this moment just because he's the more popular pick. Yeah. Uh, Houston. Houston definitely looking at uh, Watson as you said. Fuller. David Johnson. I mean, if there's going to be a lot of scoring, I suppose the running back's going to be involved somehow. I figure he's going to be in for some, some catches. Watson's going to be able to um, rely on him in that sense. And maybe if, if Tells is, um, you know, if uh, Aikens is available, if he's healthy this week, I would start him. But Tells would just kind of pencil in as a possible mm-hmm. uh, touchdown vulture in a sense. You know, I wouldn't look for the move the ball so much as much as maybe get. Uh, a one-yard touchdown type of situation, something like that. So those yeah. are my picks. All right, for Houston. I, I I don't think I need to say that 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 I, that I absolutely adore Will Fuller this year. In fact, I'm getting a Will Fuller Fuller tattoo just above my right butt cheek because that's how I am for this guy. Um, another person I'm really high on, and this is going to definitely play into my pick this week, is Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals go to play the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens favored twelve. The Bengals come off their first win of the year. Burrow's his first win as a pro. It's an in-division game. The Ravens are not as dominant as they may seem. They dominated the Browns week one, but and then they dominated the Texans a week two. Then they lost to the Chiefs. And nothing for nothing. They they beat the Redskins last week by 14, but man, 
They should have beat the Redskins last week by 28. Where I'm going with this is Lamar's coming off a little bit of a hobbled leg. His spread wasn't up yesterday because he didn't know if he was going to even play. He's going to play. I think the Ravens, they can't come out firing in this game. You've got to start Lamar if you got him, but heed expectations. I'm going to say there's going to be a triple-headed monster attack out of the running backs. I'll lean towards Ingram there if you need to start one of the three, even though I don't like it. Mark Andrews is also hobbled. I don't like Marquise Brown because Marquise Brown, he just can't run a route this year. But the Bengals, fantasy-wise, again, the the urge to start Boyd, uh, sorry, the urge to start Burrow is there. The urge to start Boyd is there. They are low. They are low on my rankings. I think this game here is going to be a pound them a lot closer than it seems. I definitely take the Bengals plus 12 in this fantasy-wise. Heat expectations on everything in this. But give me the Bengals plus 12. Okay. And this one I have Baltimore to cover. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I, I don't think he's going to play well, but I think Baltimore has something to prove to themselves right now. Even with Lamar being hobbled, they seem to be going through some, something over there. Questioning themselves a little too early, but they'll, they'll, they'll write the ship this week. I think Harbaugh is going to get those boys on the same, same page and they'll be fine. Um, I got Baltimore to cover. Um, for Cincy, who I like fantasy wise, is Burrow, T. Higgins, and Drew Sample. I know, you know, don't expect, you know, don't expect like, you know, fireworks from these guys this week, but, you know, okay production, 10 point range probably for for uh, Higgins. Uh, Burrow, you know, I would expect maybe two touchdowns perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, one through the area, but he'll probably get another 70 up on the ground with his legs alone. We'll see about that. And then on Baltimore's side, um, I've got Ingram, I've got Lamar, I've got Andrews, and um, also JK. Okay. The rookie there. Yeah. So that's two, two three headed monsters. The only person missing there is Gus Edwards, but uh, I don't have it on my list. But, you know, get the other two in for sure if you can. Uh, Dobbins on a flex. And, uh, yeah, all So far, so far, there's been four games that mean you have differed on three of them. <laughs> so, well, we can't agree on everything. Going in, going into the next game, it's a little bit tougher to pick. The Arizona Cardinals go to play the New York Jets. If you've got Cardinals, obviously want to play them. I really like Murray. I really like, I really like Hopkins. Christian Kirk, I think, is going to have a nice deep ball game coming back. But I'm going to I'm gonna suggest something, but I'm not going to suggest it be too heavy. I'm going to go on the Kenyon Drake train for this week to get like a, a, a either a, a short yardage touchdown. Drake only gets you maybe 12 to 14 points because the Jets are just that bad. But I really like Chase Edmonds in this game. If you need a, a flex position or if you're down a running back, I would suggest starting Chase Edmonds. My cousin asked me if I liked... Uh, Chase Edmonds over uh, over a Baltimore running back. I says, listen, put him in. Keep keep uh, keep yep. Keep the Baltimore running backs in your and on your bench this week and start Edmonds. I just I just think this is going to be a good defense that the Cardinals can 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 stretch their legs on. For the Jets, I don't like anybody, but there's one thing that that's interesting about the Jets. Well, not not I don't like anybody. I like Jamison Crowder. He's an almost must start. The interesting thing about him is that he's got Flacco this week, who throws a better yeah. who throws a better deep ball than Sam Darnold, and then Flacco's got his buddy Frank Gore in the backfield, and then Le'Veon Bell's coming back this week. Oh, 
so this is this is extremely interesting game because there's a lot of veterans in there on the Jets side, and then the only real veteran long in the tooth on the other side is Larry Fitzgerald. I understand Hopkins has been around too, but it's a young Carolina team, a young Carolina coaching staff going up against an experienced Jets team. And I just hate that half point, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, Glenn, but give me the New York Jets plus seven and a half. Jets, eh? I wow. ju- I, let me let me put it to you like this. If that spread goes to seven, take Arizona. But if it stays okay. at seven and a half, take the Jets. It's just gonna be that kind of a game. Yeah, you know, um, I've got Arizona to cover this one, believe it or not. Yeah, I, listen, yeah. it's it's just one of those games. Yeah, it is, it is one of those games. It is, like you said, that it's that half point. You know, I mean. It's so strange because earlier in the week I was leaning towards Jets thinking the Jets might be able to pull something up and all. Now you're telling me Le'Veon Bell's coming back. Yeah. So that might that might change something there too. But as you know, Flacco, you said you said about the experience. I don't know how much time Bell and Flacco had a chance to work together on the field this week. But I do know that they had a chance to watch each other play a yeah. lot against each other. And well so they played against sure, each other, yeah. Yeah, so there is some familiarity there in that sense. Joe knows what Le'Veon can do. Le'Veon knows what Joe can do by watching. Uh, and now they're putting together on the field. I thought because I don't think now you're saying this, but the Jets as far as who are like the Jets this week, David, I'm going to go with Chris Herndon, the, the tight end. Really? Surprising. Yeah, because because I'm thinking with these other parts in there, Flacco is a smart guy. He knows how to use a tight end position. Yeah, well, he I does. That might, be a, that might be one where they may be able to get some uh, uh, against the Cardinals defense this week. Uh, so, in the Jets, I have Kreider and Henner. On Arizona's side, I've got Drake, I've got Edmonds, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyle Murray. <laughs> I've got the kicker, Zane Gonzalez, and Arizona's <laughs> defense just because Jets offense. Yeah, that's it. If you're playing the Jets, yeah. you might want to look at a defense. And you like the yeah. Cardinals in this minus seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um... On another seven-point game, the LA Rams play the Washington football team. Okay, oh, the, yeah. the Rams are a very, the Rams spread yesterday was eight points. They now put it down to seven. A touchdown game against the Redskins. So this is a very interesting game, Glenn, because Dwayne Haskins was was pulled and to put in for Kyle Allen, who Kyle Allen is very very familiar. With Carolina's, um, oh my God, Glenn the coach, Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera, and they they had success last year. So I really do believe that Washington will be improved. So if McLaurin goes, okay, you can have full confidence starting him, which I do believe he's going to go. So let me start with the with the red with Redskins with Washington first. Kyle Allen is a deep number two if you need him. I know there's a, I know there's buys in the just COVID game, so you can put him in number two. Start McLaurin. Antonio Gibson is a very good flex play. From here, now, and forever hold your peace. Put him in your flex if you need him. Going to the Rams, I am not touching that backfield because all three running backs are healthy. Start at your own risk if you're desperate. Jared Goff should should, should do quite well this week. Washington does have, a, does have a lethal pass rush, but Chase Young's not there, so I think Jared Goff could 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 do well. 
Um, start uh, Robert Woods for sure because he's having a good R- uh, low end RB one. Uh, sorry, wide receiver one year. Tyler Higby is what it is. Proceed with caution. I wouldn't suggest there's better options out there. And definitely you start Cooper Cup. The thing is here is I just think my buddy Aaron Donald is going to run too much havoc. I like the Rams by seven. Yesterday I liked the Redskins by eight and a half, but today I like the Rams by seven. Um, I've got Washington covering the seven points, Fred. Oh, Bert. Wasn't much I like there on their team except for Gibson McLaurin. <laughs> With the Rams, it wasn't much I liked on their team either, except for Higby, believe it or not, mm-hmm. the tight end. And the Rams defense. Yeah. Because, yeah, still not really sh- crazy about the Washington offense, but I think the defense gets a couple of takeaways tomorrow. You know, and uh, that lies their whole stamp that you're, you know, Washington to cover. Okay. Um, yeah. Here's a here's a real a real tough game. Okay, and it's just gone to a flipping game as we speak to one point. Carolina Panthers against the Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta by one. This has got so much so much aspects to look at player wise talent wise injury wise you know record wise momentum wise Carolina Panthers come after winning the last two games uh, they lost the first two they're winning the last two Teddy Bridgewater is really getting his legs underneath them Mike Davis is looking very good Robbie Anderson's looking extremely good uh, DJ uh, DJ Moore's looking well so I like the Panther offense, and one thing is going to be a sneaky play in this is if you can, expect Ian Thomas to catch a, t- a touchdown, possibly two, and expect to have him a good five for 55 and a touchdown point per point per catch league. You're looking at about 16 points. I like Ian Thomas here. For the Falcons, where do I start? I mean, Julio Jones is hobbled. So if you've got him, heed expectations on Julio because he's still got that hamstring. He could be a decoy to open up things for Ridley, who I really like Ridley. Um, Russell Gage, low end flex play. I I just I I just not a big Hayden Hurst fan for Atlanta. But one thing that bothered me, Glenn, was last week watching the Green Bay Atlanta game. The body language out of Matt Ryan was not there. He looked exhausted. He looked beaten up. He looked like he just didn't even want to play in the NFL anymore. But then again, Atlanta's got to win a game sooner or later. Could it be this week against the Panthers? I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say no, and I'm gonna take Carolina because Carolina's on a roll and they're and and they're formidable. And I think I think if Atlanta loses this game, Dan Quinn loses his job. And you saw last week Atlanta had no no third gear. They barely got out of second gear as they lost to the Packers, thirty to twenty six. Give me the Panthers plus one. Yep. I've got Carolina in this contest as well. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it, it, it's funny. So this game's going to be like a, another high-flying one we expect to get. You know, I, I, I think you're right. Here. Um, but here's the thing, though. Mike Davis, the boy that you like so much, he's been telling everybody so much. You know, he's third in, uh, amongst all running backs in the league in targets. Oh, I believe uh, for it. Receiving. I've been telling everybody yeah, he's, he's an RB1. Yeah, he's, he's third amongst the, he's got as many as Aaron Jones. He's only behind Zeke and Kamara. Those are the only two guys ahead of him. Oh, wow. They're, they're, they're half the wide receivers in the league are behind Kamara. Yeah, so, you know, and, and you know, 
we can look at look at this one like you know David's gonna be the play part in this game. I like I like like I said I like Carolina to cover. Uh, for Carolina, I like Kenny. I like DJ Moore. Davis. I like Robbie Anderson. I like Mike Davis, Ian Thomas. Yeah. For sure, like you said, and even their kicker Joey Sly. Oh, don't know the, why the, the Sly yeah. one, Joey Sly. I don't know why. Yeah, but then and then on the other side, we've got Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I know. Matt Ryan looked beat up last week, but he's still Matt Ryan. He's still playing at a high level. And he's still, you know, I mean, even with this team losing, he's still putting up the points. So I've got Ryan, I've got Ridley. I've got Todd Gurley because Gurley is mm-hmm. a big time receiving back that's going to be needed in this game. He's a great goal line back, too. Chance. I forgot about Gurley. I haven't liked Gurley, but I like Gurley as a flex play. Yeah, Gurley is a flex. Um, Julio has still got in here if he's healthy. You know, he's always uh, he's always good to go. You know, he can always hope that he does something. And Hurst, I have a sneaky tight end pick, perhaps. All right. Yeah. And you like Carolina two plus one? Oh yeah, absolutely, Carolina. Glenn, I, this next game, I tossed and turned, and I couldn't figure it out, and I don't know what to do. And I tell people, I'll give you pick and advice. I don't suggest anybody bet this game. It's a pick'em game between the Colts and the Browns. The Colts are favored one point. So everybody says, oh, the, the, the Browns are going to steamroll the coach. What are you talking about? They just got off a big game against the Cowboys. They just got off a big game against the Cowboys. It was pretty much less than a scrimmage. The, la- the last three weeks, the Browns have played the Cowboys, the Redskins, and the Bengals. Nothing for nothing. None of those defenses are anything to brag about. But in week one, the Browns played the Ravens and scored amazingly six points. Why do I say that? Because the Colts got the best defense in the league. By far. The Colts beat the Bears last week, 19 to 11. The same Bears week, the same Bears game that stumped the uh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay oh, this God. last week. The week before, the Colts, guess what? They pushed over the Jets. So much so that the starters were sitting in the fourth quarter. That game could have been much worse than 36 to 7. Week two, the Colts handled, and I mean handled, the Minnesota Vikings to the point where Kirk Cousins. Got minus fantasy points, and I'm very high on Kirk Cousins. We'll talk about him later. So yeah. what I'm saying here is, is again, I don't like this game very much in terms of a betting one, but I understand why the Colts are favored by one. The Colts, fantasy-wise, I don't like anybody, really. Jonathan Taylor, it, it, since you got him, you have him. Phillip Rivers is a very low QB, too, but he might have to put up points this week. Mo Ali Cox, if you're desperate, not des- not feeling any of the Colts wide receivers. For the Browns, there's one player I really, really like in this game, and that's Kareem Hunt. Because Kareem Hunt is a Swiss Army knife. You can't take him off the field. Heat expectations on OBJ. Heat expectations on Jarvis Landry. Heat expectations on on, on uh, Austin Hooper. And heat expectations on, on Baker Mayfield. So it's pretty much Jonathan Stewart against Kareem Hunt. I like Kareem Hunt more. But the biggest difference here is the Colts' defense. Give me the Colts plus one. Oh, sorry. Give me the Colts minus one. Sorry, minus one. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. We got... I've got Indy. Yeah. You, the Colts. Um, on Cleveland's side, for fantasy-wise, I've got Hunt, and I've got Dearness Johnson. Yeah. The, uh, uh, relief uh, for Chubb. Yeah, listen, Dearness Johnson is, is a good sneaky play. I just don't think Hunt's coming off the field. No, Hunt's probably not coming off the field, but mm. Johnson will be out there. I think they're going to True. Um, they're gonna they're gonna do that. They're gonna set up thinking Mac and Biner 
eventually something's going to have to happen there. OBJ, uh, hard to say for this game, but, you know, I'm going to avoid him. Indy, I've got Rivers, believe it or not. I've got Zach Pascal in the sneaky flex pick. Yeah. I've got uh, Taylor. Uh, Neiman Hines, I think, has another flex pick as well. Okay. That's, you know, and uh, Moelle Cox mm-hmm. uh, for a touchdown. And, uh, and, yeah, that's it. MAC. All right. Yep. Going on to the next yep. game, as the Dolphins go travel from Florida all the way to the West Coast to play San Francisco. San Francisco's favorite eight points. Just yesterday, this game was nine and a half. So in saying that, between now and yesterday, San Francisco got Jimmy Garoppolo back, and they got Raheem Mostert back for Jimmy Green. And knowing that, I still think that the Dolphins, they are a creepy, creepy team. They were almost in that game against Seattle last week. They played a good prevent defense. They, they kept uh, Tyler Lock underneath last week, and they only kept that game within eight points. And see, see how it should have dominated. They were dominated. But that's the reason why I like the Dolphins this week, plus eight, because they are a raspy team. Fantasy-wise, this, this entire game, this entire game, I don't like anybody. I like Fitzpatrick. I like Fitzpatrick to throw 225 yards and two touchdowns, but I also expect him to throw three interceptions, possibly two interceptions. I don't like a sickie. I don't even like Devontae Parker. You go over to the other to the 49ers side. I don't like Brandon Ayuk as much as I loved him last week. I think he can get a couple of gadget plays. Raheem Mostert, if he plays, I can definitely see start him because they're just, they're gonna feed him. Jimmy Garoppolo's coming off a four touchdown game in week one. But no, he wasn't sorry, not four touchdown game. Uh, four touchdowns this year total. But he's been injured for for the last for the last couple weeks. He got injured in week two. I I love George Kittle. Don't get me wrong, George Kittle. You start him on your bye weeks. So with the exception yeah. with the exception of George Kittle and a half of and a half of Raheem Mostert, I don't recommend any fantasy plays this week. People want to start Garoppolo, go right ahead. I just don't see him molding, and I see a much. I see definitely a twenty five, a twenty four, twenty. You know what I mean. 17-21 game here. And give me the Dolphins. Hmm. Okay. I've got, in this one, I've got Miami to cover. Yeah. Just like you, yeah. But I've also but I've got Gaskins. Miles Gaskins. For, uh, yeah, Gaskins uh, for Miami. Um, you know, I expect him to be involved heavily in anything they're doing. He's, uh, you know, he's become their, their, their leading running, running back there. So, you know, I expect Gaskins to do something because they're not going to have much else to work with. Pitchy throws three touchdowns, three interceptions. These three touchdowns have to go to somebody. So I figure one or two of them might be going to Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, you know, Gasecki, wouldn't, I wouldn't count on for this game because uh, San Francisco plays really well against the tight end. You can understand why. The play gets a pretty good one in practice. You know, so having said that, for San Francisco, give me Kittle, give yep. me Jimmy G, give me Mostert if he's healthy, if he starts. If he's not starting, I would take McKinnon to put him in the flex. Um, and if, if Debo Samuel back this week? I don't know. I think he's a game time decision. Okay, game time decision. But okay, so we'll leave we'll leave the receivers off the board for now. Then yeah, just stick I, with George Catch. Yeah, and, and and I agree with you on uh, on leaving the receivers off the board. It's it's going to be bringing in Jimmy G. Uh, very, very soft, and yeah. uh, I think he's going to go to Kittle. I don't think they're going to put a lot of points on the board. Now, 
if you don't mind me saying so, Glenn, as we go to our next game, I'm going to redo this music because I like the music better at the beginning. <laughs> Glenn, lock of the week, lock of the week, give me the New York Giants plus eight points going into Dallas, this is going to be a fantasy bonanza, they have the over under right now at 57 points, okay, no, 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 I'm wrong, I'm wrong, the over under now is at 53 and a half points, okay, that's the update. Okay, they dropped it four points. But man, oh man, that's a lot of points scored. You are very, very fortunate if you listened to my advice in week one and held on, and you actually are both of us, and you held on to Daniel Jones four games like this. Today, you start Daniel Jones, you start Darius Slade. Okay, I don't like either running back because I don't think they're going to be involved. If anything, Wayne Goldman, uh, not Wayne Goldman, Deion Lewis is a better receiving back, but it's a, but, but, but still an iffy game for him. Well, for, for, again, Freeman just got here a week ago, and I, he's a better runner than he is a receiver in my mind, and he looked fat last week. So, okay. <laughs> again, in saying that, again, in saying that, start Danny Dimes, start start Slayton, uh, Slay, uh, yeah, Slayton, start, uh, what the heck, I always forget his name. That, Ingram? Well, no, no, you definitely start Ingram, this, Evan Ingram, but the other wide receiver, Golden Tate. For Dallas, burn Dak Prescott into your lineup. He's going to go off as usual. Receiver-wise, Glenn, this is going to be a sneaky one for me. I don't think Amari Cooper is going off this week. No? I think the old Dallas Cowboy head coach is now the offensive coordinator for the Giants. He knows everything to slow down that Amari Cooper because Amari Cooper was so hot and cold because guess what? Amari Cooper... Does not like man coverage. He thrives in zone coverage. But you, they're going to scheme around Cooper not getting the ball. So that means up Gallup and up and up CD Lamb and up Schultz. But I just got the feeling that Giants are going to learn to go in this game. This might even be a win for the Giants, but it's definitely going to be not a win by Dallas for eight points. Lock of the week. I'm three and one. I should be. It should be four and zero. Oh, but Nick Foles ruined it for me with the Falcons and <laughs> Bears in Week Three. Give me the Giants plus eight, Glenn. I've got the Giants down here too to cover for sure. Beautiful. And like you said, a possible upset as well, right? Yeah. It's, like it, it's just it's just the plum waiting to be picked. That's right. Um, like you said, Jason Garrett's looking across at his old team, and they're looking across at him, saying, "Hey, that, that could be a familiar offense to us." So I'm thinking that. He looked horrible last week. He looked like me running a football. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what? I'll leave Freeman off the board. Just go with the three, the three other guys that said for New York. Joe Slate and Edgar. Those are my three for them. What? And, uh, got the Giants never. I just want to interrupt for just one second. Just because sure. I, I didn't say Zeke doesn't mean I don't love Zeke. I shouldn't have to tell you to start Zeke. So you start Zeke. Okay. Okay, Glenn. So we're both on the agreement that we both like the Giants. This yeah. next game is where I was wrong. 
This is the game that is 57 points on the over-under. Okay, 56 and a half, 57 points, whatever. The Minnesota Vikings on Sunday Night Football, they go in to play the Seattle Seahawks. This is one of the main reasons why I said pick up Kirk Cousins to anybody who follows me on Instagram. Kirk Cousins this week is my literally a top five QB for me, if not top four. In saying that, for a QB to top be top five or top four, you gotta have wide receivers top five, top four. Start both Thielen and start Justin Jefferson. You can't go wrong. Slip Kyle Rudolph in there. They're gonna have to throw the ball, and of course you start Dalvin Cook on this. Expect a bombardment from the Minnesota Vikings, as well as a half, half, half controlled running game because Gary Kubiak's starting to get some influence there now that he's there. Flip over to the Seattle side. I don't think Seattle's going to go get pushed over. I understand Seattle is 4-0 against the spread, but Seattle, believe it or not, Glenn, has been favored in the spread by five or five and a half points. You ready for this? Week one, they, 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 they handled the Falcons, okay? Week two. They beat the Patriots by five points. They were favored four and a half. Week three, they beat the Cowboys by um, seven points. Seven. Right? And they were favored five and a half. And week four, last week, guess what? They were favored five and a half points. They won. They beat the Dolphins by eight. Okay? So... In saying that, that's the Dolphins. This is the Vikings. Seven points. They're not... I think Seattle wins this game. Probably, let's say... I'm going to say this is going to be a big and Give me 45 to... 45 to 44 or 45 to 43. This is going to be a big scoring game. Get your kickers out there. Get your Seahawks. Get your Vikings. Get Russell. I like, I like DK Metcalf. Um... Over Lockett, even though I still love Lockett. I even like Greg Olson in this game if you need if you need a solid 10 points. Like Russell, like Carson, like everything in this game. If you've got a Viking and if you've got a Seahawk, especially receiver, or especially running back, especially quarterbacks, get them in your lineup this week. But give me the Vikings plus seven points. Okay. I've got Minnesota's cover. Beautiful. Definitely. Uh, I've got Cousins in my lineup. I've got Cook. I've got Thielen and Jefferson. And I also threw in Madison, uh, Cook's backup as well for a flex spot. I think he's going to get some, some play in this game too. Who's um, that, Madison? Seattle. Yeah, Alexander Madison. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Down the yeah, I think he makes a contribution this week. Oh, he did last um, week. Yeah, with, with all these points available in Seattle, like, I mean, how can you not put him in, like you said? No, you're okay. exactly right. Yeah, yeah so, but with Seattle now, I have Russ. I've got Carlson, the running back, uh, Lockett, and Metcalf, the receivers. Um, and that's who I have right now. Carlson. Uh, <laughs> Carson. I'm oh, sorry, Carson. Carson. <laughs> Carlson, Carson. Ooh. Sorry about that. Yeah, you know what I mean. The running back, Carson. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've, got Car- I've, I've got Carson on a few leagues. I love him. Uh, Carlson yeah. was the kicker for the Raiders we talked about last week. Yeah, the rookie. Yeah. Okay, got his name right this week. Good. So we're in agreement. We both like the Vikings. We and if you got them, you start them. All right. Awesome. Quite the contrary to that game is the Broncos and Patriots. <laughs> in this game here, you know, Glenn, here's here's what's going on in this game. You've got the most injury riddled team in the Broncos. 
facing two key players, the quarterback on the offense and the quarterback on the defense and the Patriots, off with COVID. So you, 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 you've pretty much got Swiss cheese going up against blue cheese, right? Oh, yeah. where, again, where, where I'm going with this is, is the Patriots are still favored nine and a half. Yeah. I don't like the Broncos. I mean, I mean, like I'm a big fan, but I don't like them anywhere. You know, I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna tell people to recommend people in this game. No offense, though. Drew Locks out. Oh, Drell Casey's out. God, that's such a disappointment. But they do have two good defensive tackles, Purcell and, and Shelby Harris. So by saying that, I don't like any running game in this, any running backs in this game, with the exception of James White. If you need a desperate flex, offense for the Broncos. I don't even like my boy um, Brett Rippin. I don't even like my boy Jerry Judy. I like Tim Patrick as a deep flex. No offense out. I don't know who's playing tight end for Denver. But I will tell people to heed expectations on Melvin Gordon. But guess who? Guess who's back this week for Denver, Glenn? Um, I don't know. Philip Lindsay. Ooh, Phillip, great on. Philip Lindsay is back this week after healing the toe. Going over to the Patriots side. I don't like any Patriots quarterback, Stidham or Hoyer. They're both just, yeah. And um, uh, you go into uh, <laughs> you go you go into any Patriot on offense uh, other than James White, and I can't even suggest Edelman now because there's no consistent quarterback play. Listen, this game is pretty much Vic Fangio's defense against Bill Belichick's defense. And when you have a defensive game, Glenn, you don't have a high-scoring game. So, in saying that, there ain't no way New England's even scoring enough points to win by 10 points. For that, I like the Broncos plus 9.5. Yep, I got the Broncos cover here for sure. You know? Um, you know, I, I, I think the only thing is, you know, I, I wouldn't like that a lot, a lot of praise on Belichick and his ability to take away the, the, the other team's strength. Just in Denver right now, I don't know what the strength would be for him to focus on taking. We're gonna take Judy uh, out, you know. Or no, no, the, the probably take Patrick out. Yeah, take a, you maybe look at maybe shut down Gordon and, and Judy. Yeah, wow. I, you know what? Right. I think you're right there. I take that all back. They're gonna shut Gordon down. They're gonna shut down Gordon, shut down Judy, and then probably leave the quarterback to try to play it out with who's every who's a guy has left. So Tim Patrick, you said before, I thought was an excellent little sneaky thing. Yeah. Now that you mentioned Philip Lindsay's back. Yeah. Wow. I would. I would. I would. I would definitely put Lindsay in, just because I think you know. Yeah. I think they're gonna somehow. I think it's gonna work out better for Lindsay than it's recording in this game. And Lindsay's um, deceivingly fast. Yeah. Yes. You know. And he's it's a sneaky pick in there. Um, for for the Patriots, I had Nikhil Harry along with Edelman. I, I think that um, you know. I'm not, like I said. I, I don't. I don't trust the Patriot running game. Um, but but. As far as what's going to happen with the quarterback play this week, I think Belichick makes some sort of adjustment, and you know he always seems to make it be able to make an adjustment for his quarterback. And I believe that um, Nikhil Harry and or Edelman would be fairly heavily involved in whatever it is that Belichick's got planned to move the ball down the field this week. I wouldn't look at any of any tight ends in New England, though. That's for sure. Well, who yeah. plays tight end in New England? <laughs> well, nobody since Gronkowski, as far as I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. Now, let's um, let's get to the under the other Monday night football game because it is the Chargers at the Saints. All right, again, another 
odd game because the Chargers tend to they tend to play teams rough this year. Like last week, they should have beat the Bucks. They didn't because they played Tom Brady. The week before that, they they did a they lost a scrappy game to the Panthers. The week before that, they lost a scrappy game to the Chiefs by three. And the week before that, they scrapped it out with the Bengals for a three-point victory. So Anthony Lynn's got these guys playing hard. The Saints, on the other hand, there's no Michael Thomas. It's literally Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara on that team. And not to say that that's that's like Superman and Batman. Yeah. But the Saints are, are only two and two this year. They have victories against the Buccaneers and the Lions. The Buccaneers are a formidable team, but that was week one. But they have yeah. losses to the Raiders and the Packers. How do you lose to the Raiders? Beyond me. Being a team like New Orleans, I guess it was the Raiders opening weekend. So in saying yeah, that, where I'm going to... Precisely. In saying that, where I'm going to go fantasy-wise right off the bat, start Justin Herbert, because Justin Herbert is... He's really showing to be good. Now, the heat expectations of Herbert throughout the year, because you know there's that one game coming where he throws three interceptions like a rookie always does. Um, running back-wise, that rookie, what's his name? Joshua... Kelly. Joshua Kelly. I like Joshua Kelly this week far more than I like the other guy, um, Jackson. Justin Jackson. Yep. Justin Obviously, Jackson. you got to start Keenan Allen. Not Vincent Jackson. Keenan Allen. Oh, oh <laughs> I'm Jackson <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Keenan Allen, because that's all Herbert looks for is him. So I expect Keenan Allen to go off this game. Yep. Nobody on the Saints can cover him, and they're all injured, too. So... Yeah. Uh, I... The Saints, the Saints tight end, Hunter Henry, is such an enigma to me. The oh, guy, the Chargers tight end? Yeah, that's, excuse me, you're right. The Chargers Hunter Henry is such an enigma to me. Start him if you have to. Which, again, I... I, uh, I the heat expectations, they're going to be low. Boomer bust. Bo- you, Glenn, you said it best. It's a boomer bust. Vincent Jackson start. Mike Williams, Glenn, I like this week for two catches for 10,000 yards and no touchdowns. <laughs> so if, if, if you're good with 10 to 15 points out of Vincent Jackson not Vincent Mike there, there he comes again Mike Williams uh, <laughs> you can get it onto the Saints side Breeze and Kamara all day long you saw what Brady did against the Chargers I'm sure Breeze won't have a problem other than Breeze and Kamara Traquan Smith yeah he had a big game I don't see him being consistent Please, somebody tell me that um, Jared Cook is going to play in this game. Because I recommended Jared Cook, and all Jared Cook has been is just... Disappointing. <laughs> just disappointing. He had a good week one, but he's been injured. But again, Michael Thomas, I don't think, is going to play this week either. So it's Breeze and Kamara again. The Saints got a lot better defense than the Lions that they played last week, who they had a victory and they were down. But they Damn. won't be able to do that against the Chargers. Glenn, give me the Chargers plus nine. Okay, I'm, I'm with you on this as far as the Chargers go for sure. Uh, the cover, I've got, um, I've got in my lineup. I've got uh, Herbert, yeah, Keenan Allen, Joshua Kelly, as you said, Hunter Henry. I know, like you said, Boomer Bust. Same thing here, I believe too. And um, with over here, if the case Williams, because I heard that Williams might not be able to go, the receiver. Yeah. Um, KJ Hill, rookie. Oh. I would kind of sneak him into the flex pick. I think he's making the connection with uh, with Herbert. 
He had a long touchdown last week, too. Sorry? He had a long touchdown last week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think I think they're gonna probably, you know, you know, another rookie with rookie they introduce, they seem to kind of grow together in some cases. And the team is gonna need some to relieve him eventually. It's not Williams. This this KJ Hill kids think that he's ready to step in. Um, so let's do that. If Williams is out, KJ Hill the flex. New Orleans side, I like Breeze. I like Alvin. I have Trey Quan Smith down as you as you would put like Hunter Henry a blue bus candidate. Yes. Only Coco. Yeah, because because if it, it's like you know it's a matter of consistency, like you said, um, we need that, and I haven't seen that, and you probably have a more better chance with that if Michael Thomas was in the lineup, but he's not. Right. So, so I would just look at that. Like I said, most of the offense goes through Alvin Trey Quan Smith. Drew seems to like him a little bit better. He likes Sanders. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, I guess those are the three things that go with Reese, Alvin, and Smith right now. And you like the Chargers? Chargers to cover. Excellent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, the last game I'm going to talk about is supposed to be on Tuesday night, and it's going to be the Buffalo Bills versus the Tennessee Titans, the BB versus TC. There's no spread for this game right now, because quite frankly, they don't even know if this game's even going to happen. But we're going to give our advice anyway, pending this game goes, fantasy advice-wise. Now, I'm going to tell people this, and I'm actually going to turn the volume down on this right now and say, heed expectations going into this game that it's going to play, please, because there's much bigger things to worry about here. Because if one more player from Tennessee gets it, this is going to be a debacle for the Titans and a debacle for the NFL. So, in saying that, heed expectations this game is even going to happen. If you have better, if you, if you, if you, if you have a toss-up between Cole Beasley and and, I don't know, Michael Gallup. Well, then, obviously, you take Michael Gallup. Now, I like... This is a very interesting game. Between the two of these teams, they're 7-0, and if you can believe that. Wow. Bills are 4-0. and Titans are 3-0. and Okay? The Titans... Wow. Yeah, the Titans have squeaked out victories. This is, this is the amount of points the Titans have won their three games by, Glenn. Two points... Three points, one point. That's six points. <laughs> They've won their, their, their games by. That's some scrappy victories there. Now, here's, an, here's another funny one. The Bills aren't much better. The Bills won ten points in week one. That was against the New York Jets. Then they beat the Dolphins by three. They beat the Rams by three. And they beat the Raiders by seven. So both of these teams have got scrappy victories. They're, 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 they, they, the Titans are just ferociously led by... That um, uh, oh, he used to play for the Patriots. Their head coach. Oh, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, and they, they're they're just biters, but apparently they don't follow the rules. And again, they will be punished if this game doesn't go, and they will have to forfeit. But anyway, let's not talk about that. Let's talk fantasy wise. Josh Allen, if he if he can play, and yeah. uh, Stephon Diggs. As for the Titans, I'm going to tell you this right now, with the exception of Derrick Henry. There's not much you can play due to desperation. You're almost gonna have to start AJ Brown because the other guys are injured, uh, or yeah. you know, not injured, they're on COVID. But here's a sneaky play for you: Zach Moss, who seems to be the bruiser of the running backs. Both the Titans' defensive tackles are out because they're on the COVID list, so they could possibly pound the ball down the throat. I think Zach Moss is a bit of a heftier running back. I think he might get. Uh, a little bit more of the carries in this. There's no spread to call. I would take the Bills if it was anything under seven. But um, again, that's my fantasy take for this. Glenn? Yeah, 
Yeah, I think like you said too. I would I, I would pick the, the underdog in this one if it's anything over like over like five points. Yeah. You know, um, just because like you said that they they playing some scrappy games, and these are two very well coached teams in terms of like how they are similar in terms of how they their style and the way they look, their their toughness, their ability. Uh, at talent level, I think right now I look at Josh Allen for Buffalo. I got Diggs as well. I have um, Singletary and Tyler Croft the, the tight end. Yeah. Not the starting one. Not Dawson Knox, but Croft. Croft has been getting more touchdown passes from Allen and more touches than, uh, than Knox recently in the, in the red zone. Allen um, is insane. Over on yeah, over Tennessee. Derrick uh, Henry. Yep. John o. Smith. And like you said, because because of the lack of anybody else to throw two downfield, AJ Brown, you know, if you if you if you must absolutely desperate, you need a receiver, you can go with him. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't really bother with him. And then of course Tannehill, is he'll be busy for sure. One way or another, he'll be busy that night. So running and or throwing, a little bit of both. Beautiful. And yeah, uh, we, well, we, can't, we can't pick a spread because there's nothing there, right? So we'll just give our fantasy advice there. Anyway, Glenn, that's a, that's a wrap on that. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will definitely look at our uh, we will definitely look at our new segment where we actually get advice from we actually give advice to our listeners, and we will go into our another new segment, which is quiz the teacher. All right, everybody, we'll be right back. Okay, join us on Pound the Rock. I am your host, David Glenn of the Commission, joined by the biggest rock pounder there is, Glenn. All right, we'll see you soon. <laughs> Everybody and welcome back to Pound the Rock. I am your host, the Commission David Platter, joined by Glenn Lowercase G. Hey, hey, and Glenn, we uh, we made a small error on on our part with the listeners. Just as we took that break, we got a message: Michael Thomas for the Saints will be playing this week. We had told everybody he will not be playing. Glenn, you and I both like the Chargers plus eight. I'm going to stick with that Chargers plus eight. How about you? I'm staying the same. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into our, our, our newest segment. It's called Quiz the Teacher, where Glenn and I ask each other questions. Now, this is going to be a different one where we have a listener wants to ask questions. So J- Glenn's going to ask me these lineup questions, and I'm going to give him the best, re- the best resolve I can for his situation due to my experience. And anybody can get these questions in. You follow my Instagram at Paletta David. Send me a message, comment on my wall, do what you need, and we'll get you on the air. Now, Glenn, what um, what was your friend's name? My friend's name is Tony. Tony? Is he from Montreal by yeah. any chance? He is from Montreal. <laughs> um, Sounds what, familiar, doesn't it? Well, a little bit. <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> what was your, uh, what was your, uh, what was his question? Okay, Tony's got this question, okay? Yeah. It says, in one of my leagues, yeah. I need to start two wide receivers, two running backs, and two flex positions. Oh, boy. All right. Now, which, now his wide receivers he's choosing from, out of the pool, his wide receivers are uh, Boyd, Tyler Boyd, DJ Chark, mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb, mm-hmm. Jameson Crowder, 
Marquise Brown. Okay. Now, his, okay. Now his running backs we're choosing from. He has this week. He has um, Cook for Minnesota, mm-hmm. McKinnon for San Francisco, Kareem mm-hmm. Hunt, mm-hmm. or or Freeman over in the Giants. Fat Freeman there. So you I need Fat Freeman, yeah. <laughs> so you need two <laughs> wide receivers, two running backs, and two flex. Yeah. Okay. Well, right away, I'm going to tell him not to start AJ Brown. Because we okay. we just don't know. As much as I like A.J. Brown, yeah. unless we can get solid confirmation, but we'll get in that in a second. Uh, he is to put D.J. Chark and Jamison Crowder in his starting wide receiver positions. Okay, yeah. I'm not even going to think twice about this, and he puts Dalvin Cook and Kareem Hunt in his running backs. I don't even want to even talk about Fat, De- Fat Devontae Freeman right now. <laughs> right? Um, okay. In terms of his flex. So two flex positions. His now. two flex positions, yeah, that's easy. That That's Boyd and Lamb. Okay. Okay. You have awesome. another one for me? So, Tony, I hope you got that. Set your lineup now. Yep. Okay, now the next question is, okay. which two can I put in my flex? All now, right. uh, he needs to start three wide receivers. He needs to start two running backs as long uh, as well as two flex positions. So, in the pool at wide receiver, we have Gallup for Dallas, yep. Hilton for Indy, mm-hmm. Edelman, Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. uh, T. Higgins, mm-hmm. uh, A.J. Brown. Him again. And, and he has him again. And Mr. Beasley oh. over in Buffalo. Oh, boy. And they those have running backs, receivers. too? He needs to start three of them. Three of those receivers? Okay. okay those. The, 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 let, let's get that out of the way. Again, heat expectations on Brown and Beasley. Uh, you, okay. you put Gallup in because that's going to be an absolute shootout. Uh, yeah. mm, you put Debo in, even though I don't okay. like it. Wow, he's got he's got some tough ones. So Gallup shootout for sure, Debo in, and uh, you put Edelman in. Edelman, Julian with the experience, okay. Yeah, I like okay, him over we'll, Hilton. Hilton just oof. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, you know, hold on to Hilton because he's going to come back and find out what flex players are. So yeah. And his running back pool, and he needs to start two running backs. He has Kenyon Drake, mm-hmm. Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. Our friendly man Freeman mm-hmm. and Henderson over in L.A. He's oh, wow. already it started um, Fournette. Oh, he's already started Fournette. Okay, so he needs yeah. two of them. Yeah, Todd Gurley for one because I think Todd Gurley's going to get a couple of red zone touchdowns. You get your twelve, and I do like Kenyon okay. Drake this week. Okay. I, w- I was pouring him last week, but this week is different. This week might as well be a scrimmage against the Jets, and I, I think Kenyon Drake might get some goal line work here. So. Okay. Sleep like a baby awesome. on Gurley, and Kenyon Drake you can put in with, with some confidence. Okay, okay, cool. All so right. then so then Dave releases two flex positions to choose from. Um, T.Y. Hilton. Hilton. Yeah. I now, think was it. He, here's the thing. I'm going to tell him to pencil in T. Higgins now due to this, due to this process of elimination. Okay. If we get confirmation that that game is for sure and solid on Tuesday. Yeah. Start A.J. Brown. Brown and start yeah. Beasley and put Hilton on your bench. Ah, beautiful. Okay. All right. Awesome. So there you go. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. Now, do, we have time, do we have time for one more question, David, or we want got, to go to the next segment? We got time for one more. Okay. So if you want to answer this last one here. Yeah. Um, I've got you. Ready? Yeah, ready. Okay. He has to start two wide receivers, two running backs, and one flex player. 
Two wide receivers, wide receivers, two running back, one yeah. flex. Go ahead. Okay. His, now his wide receiver pool is Gallup again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. You've got Boyd. Mm-hmm. You've got John Brown. Mm-hmm. And Jarvis Landry. Oh, is there eight teams in this league? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good little pool there, right? Yeah, no kidding. Good. That, uh, that, that's a solid draft yeah. on his part. Yeah, so he's got to pick two wide receivers out of there. So um, which two would you go with to start? Now, you said there was flex positions as well? Yeah, yeah. There's huh? one flex position. So, so the most the most receivers is going to start for this week will be three. Okay, so tell them to start Gallup and McLaurin, and I like okay. Ander- and I like Anderson in the flex. Okay, Anderson in the flex. Now, now there's two running backs. Yeah. Okay, he's got to choose from. Um, actually, you can only choose one of these because he already played Montgomery. So oh. Leaves, okay. Yeah. So which leaves you, you're gonna like this one. I think this will be easy for you. This will be a slam dunk. Okay. Yeah. James Robinson from the Jaguars. James Robinson. Or uh <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you the other guy? Yeah. Because I know Melvin Gordon. Okay, James Robinson. <laughs> okay, so that was easy. Okay, so good. We got so we got Robinson off the board. So we've got Robinson Montgomery as the starting running backs, Gallup, Anderson. McLaurin as his two wide receivers plus the flex position. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. And the only other question he may have had for you, yeah. I don't know if you really want to answer this one. Fire away. Why not? I got one. For, I got actually two for you. Okay. Well, here's this one. You're going to like this one. Okay. How do you feel about Cousins over Breeze the rest of the way? Well, again, like I said before, if people were to, to follow me on Instagram, they wouldn't know that I sent a sneaky message out there to pick up Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins has an absolute massive, massive favorable schedule for himself going forward. Never mind the fact that the guy is playing Seahawks this week who are just absolutely pitiful on pass defense, which is good because they can also score points. So you're forced to pass. But next week they got the Falcons. Right, then he has a bye week. He he comes back with a shootout for Green Bay, and then he goes to play Detroit. Comes back probably for an interesting game against Chicago. Better options there, but then he's got Dallas, Carolina, in Jacksonville, and Tampa Bay. He has Chicago again, so heat expectations there, and he's got the Saints in the final. You 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 one hundred ten percent go Cousins forward if you can keep both of them. Start Breeze in Week Ten. Start Breeze in Week Fifteen. Did you get that Tony Montreal? <laughs> oh, Did you get that? Kirk Cousins is the man to pick going forward. Schedule friendly. Schedule, Schedule friendly. friendly. Um, yes. So, Glenn, I got one for you. This is personal. Uh-huh. This is my league. Okay. okay. This is the okay. tough decisions we got to make. Mm. So. Okay. Flex position. Now, don't laugh at this draft because I, I literally knocked these guys around. Flex position. Okay. You got to choose uh-huh. one of these three. Miles Sanders, okay. Tyler Boyd, or Julio Jones. Who do you pick? Sanders, Boyd, or Julio. This week? Yeah. Um, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, the reason I'm saying wow is so much because, I mean, I would, I would just jump all over Sanders any other week at any other time, but he's got the Pittsburgh defense this week. Yep. So that kind of scares me. Um, Julio, if Julio, if I knew Julio was going to be fully healthy, I would just plug him into play. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, it's a hamstring issue. Now, Boyd, is, this is like a matchup-dependent decision.
decision here with Boyd. See, Boyd, um, Boyd, Boyd's in the slot, and he's got Marlon Humphrey who plays the slot. Yeah, and, and Humphrey's got taken last week, didn't he? Taken advantage of. Well, McClure, McClure, yeah. Well, it was garbage time. They they were playing. They were playing pre-Vendee. McLaurin got a lot of points. The thing is, yeah. is that Marlon Humphrey flat out took OBJ out of Week One with his eyes closed. Okay. I don't think Tyler Boyd's okay. better than OBJ. This is my issue. He's, he's definitely not. So it, so, so it comes down to matters if you prefer to go with um, a healthy Sanders against the tough Pittsburgh defense, mm-hmm. or if you want to go with, say, um, uh, a possibly injured Julio. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that we don't know what Julio's health condition is going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the only only question I have there. You know, I would I would... I would almost lean towards Sanders because I'm thinking options in Philadelphia for Carson. Uh, I mean, in, in in Atlanta, you've got Gage, you've got Ridley, you've got you've got Gurley, you've got Hurst. Other places to go besides Julio. Uh, with with this other situation in Philly, Carson doesn't really have a lot of, of reliable. I, I think Craig Ward. Uh, we can look at Polkett downfield and Ertz. But, you know, other than that, you know, he's going to have to go to his running back for, like, more passes and running just to help bounce something out. So I would go with Sanders. I would go with Sanders here. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to inclined to agree with you, and I'll tell you why. I always ask myself, well, what if somebody asked me that question? The only reason why I'm leaning towards Sanders here is because this is a PPR league. Pittsburgh okay. is going to be up, and there Sanders, and Sanders yeah. can catch the ball. Now, yeah. I, I got another tongue twister for you. Two-quarterback okay. league. Okay. Do you start Derek Carr in Kansas City or going back to that Baltimore game, or do you start Joe Burrow in Baltimore? <laughs> That's unfair. You should ask me that. You know how I feel about Burrow. You know how I feel about Burrow. You know how I feel about Burrow. I know. Uh, I just, I may be a little biased, and even though it's Baltimore, I have a lot of faith. I've seen the kid play. He plays like a winner, you know? Um I, 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 I'm going with Burrow. Really? I know. Yeah, I, I have to go with Burrow. I'm sorry. I know it's a tough start. He's got to learn to win these games sooner or later. Um, you, you, and I think you, you don't think that Derek Carr is going to be forced to throw the ball against Kansas City? I think Derek Carr may be forced to throw the ball against Kansas City. It's just I'm not sure what's going to happen when he's going to throw the ball. If he doesn't make his completions to Waller, there are a lot of there. I think there's some KC guys willing to go ahead and try to pick that ball off the car. I, I wouldn't doubt he throws at least one or two interceptions in this game against KC. If he's forced to throw, the, if he's forced to throw, if he stays within the within the game plan, as you said, Gruden likes Gruden builds his teams to beat teams within his division. Right, and I think one of the ways to do that against Kansas City is you run the ball a lot. Ball control. And if you run yep. the ball a lot, you're not throwing the ball a lot, not creating your own turnovers in that situation. Right. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. So final answer. Uh, mm-hmm. Final answer. Final answer. Final answer. Um, yeah, final answer is uh, Burrow or uh, sorry, Joe Burrow. Uh, yeah, Burrow. <laughs> Joe Burrow. That's what I meant. <laughs> I was looking at his name. What's his name again? That kid did, the quarterback, Cincinnati kid. You know what yeah, was funny? I went to you and I and I said, "Glenn, final answer." And now you know what you know what your answer was. What? <laughs> 
Anyway, Glenn, we're, 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 we're going to call it a show. We're having too much fun. Okay, everybody, okay. thank you for joining us on Pound the Rockets. Oh, it's it's so much a pleasure of mine, and I appreciate you listening to us. And if you can get questions to me or Glenn, specific, more so to my Instagram account, uh, Paletta David, P-A-L-E-T-T-A. David, you can send questions there. I can push them off to Glenn, and we appreciate you joining us this week. Good luck, everybody, this week. Thank you, Glenn, very much. It's always a pleasure. And thanks, Tony, for the questions. <laughs> I, I, I hope you end up playing Tony in the league. Anyway. No. <laughs> okay, everybody, have a great day, and good luck, and be safe out there. Wear your mask, keep your distance, and happy Thanksgiving in Canada to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Ciao.